Peace be to you, brothers and sisters. Let's continue on in the book of Romans. God's righteousness, a great God, amazing salvation. Today, let's look at Romans chapter 14, verses 1 to 23. No criticisms, no judgment, more acceptance, part 1. From Romans chapter 14 until Romans chapter 15, verse 13, talks about a church wide problem. When we have difference uh, in our perspective and in our opinion, how do we face this? So the answer is no criticisms, no judgment, and more acceptance. But there are two major points that I want to explain more clearly. These uh, the the message that's being uh, pushed here in this uh, chapter does not talk about the truth. So it's not a matter of right and wrong. But it's a matter of opinion. Second, but there should be judgment at a functional level. We have to decide what is right and what is wrong. For example, in the court, the judge has to decide the case according to the law. Who is right and who is wrong. The judge cannot say, well, you have your point and you have your point. And both of you are right. And that kind of a judge is, is wrong. So if those who are in the family of God, in fact, those who are members of our own family, we, are all, uh, we all have our differences in opinion. Maybe it's a way of the, uh, the way we look at things. Let's learn not to criticize, not to judge, but to, to accept more. Unless God puts you in the place of truth, then you have to make a judge, uh, you have to make a decision. You know, in the church of Romans, in the church in Rome, rather, there it's a it's a church where the Gentiles, both the Gentiles and the Jews worship together. Because of the differences in culture. So they, there arose a lot of criticisms, a lot of judgments. You know, in our church in CBCP, we are a more uh, open church. So we, we accept uh, Chinese, we have um, congregations that are Chinese, we have congregation <laughs> members that are Filipinos. So there might be differences in our culture. So how do we face this? So we don't criticize, we don't judge, we accept more. If you are to look at Romans chapter 14 until Romans 15 verse 13, you can divide it into three parts to, uh, to explain this. In the first 12 verses, 
no uh, no criticisms and no judgment in the house of the Lord. This is looking at this from the negative side. So we are urged not to criticize, not to judge. But in chapter 14, verses Verses 13 to 23. We are encouraged to accept and to build up each other in the house of the Lord. This is looking at this from the positive side. In the first 13 verses of chapter 15. It's the Christ model of acceptance. So it's so chapter 14 until chapter 15 verse 13 talks about one message. Let's look at chapter 14 first today. And next week let's look at chapter 15, uh, the first 13 verses. Let's look at the first part. No criticisms, no judgment in the house of the Lord. Look at verse 1. Accept him whose faith is weak without passing judgment on undisputable matters. Inside a church there are two kinds of uh, believers. Those who are weak in their faith and those who are strong in their faith. What did Paul say here? Accept those whose faith are weak. Of course, this what he was talking towards those uh, to those people whose faith are stronger. So if your faith is strong, accept those whose faith are weak. But there's one thing that's important here. Both uh, those who are strong in their faith nor or those who are weak in their faith, it does not refer to their love for the Lord. Both uh, those who are strong in their faith and those who are weaker in their faith are all living sacrifices. All of them love the Lord. So those whose faith are weak and those faith, uh, whose faith are strong, it has nothing to do with their spiritual maturity. What does this mean? Those whose faith uh, is weak pertains to people who's shallow underst- uh, with shallow understanding of the truth, thinking they still need to follow the law. Those whose faith is strong pertains to people who, with a deeper understanding of the truth, knowing that the provisions of the law have already passed. So this so this talks about the differences in the way people understand the truth. It's not a matter of their spirituality. But they look at things from different perspectives and different points of view. That's why they have differences in opinions. Paul here uh, brought up two examples. Those who uh, eat meat and those who observe the dates. Look at the first part. Example, huh? example of eating meat. In chapter 14, verses 2 to 3, one man's faith allow him to eat any, uh, everything, but another man whose faith is weak eats only vegetable. 
The man who eats everything must not look down on him who does not. And the man who does not eat everything must not condemn the man who does, for God has accepted him. For those whose faith are stronger, they eat everything. Those whose faith are, are considered as weak in their, in their time only eat vegetables. Here, it wants to us to understand one thing. Those whose faith are weak probably refers to those who are Jew, uh, Jewish in their background. And those whose faith are strong mostly refers to the Gentiles. Again, I'm saying that this not, does not pertain to their spirituality nor their love for the Lord. But it's a difference in culture. Because for the Jewish people, not all meat uh, they are not willing to eat all kinds of meat. They don't, they don't eat pork. For those who are ultra conservative, even chicken, chicken meat they don't eat. Because for them, the pork and the chicken meat are considered as unclean. How about the Gentiles? They eat everything. Especially we Chinese. Our, our faith is so strong. We dare to eat any kind of meat. No wonder there's this American pastor who made a joke. If in case Adam and Eve were Chinese, mankind wouldn't sin. Why? When Satan in the form of a serpent arrived, and Adam and Eve would be so happy seeing that snake. Because that night they'll have snake for dinner. Of course, this is only a joke. But I can say that we Chinese dare to eat everything. Here in the church of uh, in Rome, there's a problem between eating meat and those who don't want to eat meat. The Jewish believers criticize those who are Gentiles because they eat everything. While the Jewish believers, they look down on, uh, while the Gentile believers look down on the Jewish believers because they don't have faith. They dare not eat all anything. This is the first example. It's a problem of eating meat. The second example observing the festivals. Look at chapter 14, verse 5. One man considers one day more sacred than another. Another man considers every day alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. For those who are stronger in their faith, they look at every day as the same. For those whose faith are weaker, they, they probably would say this day is more sacred than the other. From here, we can probably say 100% for sure that those whose faith are weak are the Jewish people and those whose faith are strong are the Gentiles. Why do we say that? Because for the Jewish people, they have a lot of festivals and uh, days that they deem as sacred. I know it. 
They are a day of uh, rest Sabbath. or Sabbath. It's a very holy day. They cannot do anything. Uh, the day of atonement. It's a day of uh, fasting for the whole nation. The uh, Yom Kippur. Uh, uh, the day of the tabernacle. These are really holy days. And these days are specially sacred for them. But for us Gentiles, every day is the same. Sundays and weekdays, there's no difference. So these are merely two examples. Probably you ask me one question. So you probably say what does eating meat and observing festivals uh, have to do with me for, for me there's no problem with eating meat because majority of us here loves to eat meat of course there are those who are vegans but we don't criticize them we don't criticize them for the things that they eat because we have our freedom of choice. So for us, the problem here is not eating. Maybe there's one kind of eating that, that's their problem. That's, their problem. Have a problem. that's eating blood. Later, I'll explain this. But in today's world, in our church, there are probably differences in opinion in two different aspects. In the area of politics, in the uh, theology, Maybe because of our differences in opinion in these two areas, we'll judge and we would criticize. Let's talk about politics. Recently, we just had our national election. I don't know during the uh, election time, had anybody criticized you or judged you? They're probably so dumb because you voted for this. Why don't you choose this? Because you have no wisdom. I don't know. I don't know. There are probably people who criticize this. How about in theology? Those who are pre-trib and those who are pro, uh, post-trib. If you have differences in opinion with people criticize you, there are people who believe in the millennial reign. There are those who don't believe in that. Have, have you ever been have you ever been criticized for your differences in theology? You know, in the past 20, 30 years, look at the Hollywood movies. A lot of them have, have uh, incorporated black magic or occultic things. You know why? Because those who believe in such things, this uh, new age movement, they have already infiltrated the movie industry. So they have included a lot of these in the movies. We all know this very famous movie, Harry Potter. 
Have people criticize you? Have, have you ever been told that as Christian we shouldn't be watching this movie? Because this is a movie of the of the devil. Have you been uh, persecuted or criticized for, for watching it? These are realistic problems that we face today. So what where lies the answer? There's an answer. Verse, uh, verse 6 of chapter 14. He who regards one day as special does so to the Lord. He who eats meat, eat to the Lord, for he gives thanks to God. And he who abstains uh, does so to, to the Lord and gives thanks to God. Everything that you do, you do it for the Lord. You eat for the Lord. You abstain food for the Lord. You observe one day as special for the Lord. And if you're not going to observe it as special, you do it for the Lord also. We choose a president, we do it for the Lord. We refuse one another candidate we do so for the Lord. When we watch a movie, we do it for the Lord. And if we don't watch, want to watch it, we do it for the Lord. This is principle. These, are, uh, these, these things are principles. If we do everything for the Lord, there's no need for judgment or criticisms. Why? Because one day we have to settle account. We have to do accounting with the Lord. Everything that we do today, nobody knows except God. God knows our motives. So we need to settle our accounts with the Lord. Look at chapter 14, verse 10. On you then, why do you judge your brother? Or, or uh, why do you look down on your brother? For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. Look at verse 12. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. This is a very important conclusion of Paul. In every uh, one day, we will all stand before the Lord. We will explain everything that we did to the Lord. You know, a lot of things happen in this world. And even though we, we try to explain it, we cannot explain it. Even though we are very clear in our reasoning, our, the, the opposing party will refuse to listen. Probably it's because we are not clear. Probably the person we're speaking to is already close in their mind. Especially when we are we are uh talking uh, we have uh we have prejudice towards other people. No matter what you do, no matter what you say, it's wrong. But we thank God. Because one day we all have an opportunity to stand before the Lord and to make things clear. 
God will be fair and will be、uh, judging each one of us. So, the church. There are a lot of things in this world probably we will not see clearly nor be able to explain clearly. So, don't be so quick to judge nor be so quick to condemn. Let me continue on. Unless is is、uh, we we give the function of judgment to the Lord. And unless that function is given to us, we have no right to judge who is right and who is wrong. If it's a matter of、uh, differences in opinion, then we learn to accept each other. Because one day we will all be accountable to the Lord. This is the first thing. From verses fourteen to verses twenty-three, to accept and to build each other up. In the house of the Lord. This is looking at it from a positive point of view. We are all part of God's family. Not only do we not judge nor criticize, we go a step further. We accept and we build each other up. How do we do this? The answer is very clear. Simple. All of us have to do things in accordance. With loving others. Look at verse fifteen.、Uh, If your brother is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. So, on the opposite side, if you don't cause him distress, then you're doing this out of love. So, may the Lord help us. We use love to establish each other. But how? But how? Let me give you a few opinions. First, Let's be stepping stones for others. Look at chapter fourteen, verse thirteen. So, therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in your brother's ways. There are two kinds of stones that we need to understand and to be, be very clear in. One is a stumbling block, another is a stepping stone. A stumbling block would cause a person to stumble or trip. A stepping stone will allow people to pass and to move up and to be built up. So, dear church, let's become stepping stones instead of stumbling stones. Because of our sake, because of the things we do, other people's life will be established and be built up. Look at chapter fourteen, verse fourteen. As one who is in the Lord Jesus, I am fully convinced that no food is unclean in itself. 
But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for him it is unclean. Here it shows that Paul's faith is quite strong. In fact, for him nothing is unclean. But the problem is, but if your conscience bothers you when you take this, then it's for you it's unclean, then it is unclean. So how do we help that person? Look at verse 15. If your brother is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not by your eating destroy your brother for whom Christ died. Here Paul cited something that's very important. Don't use the truth to harm another person. The truth is there's nothing unclean. But because that person's faith is weak, don't use the truth to harm that person. Because the truth is meant to build people up, not meant to harm people. For example, for example, because of three years of pandemic, we a, a lot of us have not gone out yet. Probably a lot of us had uh, consumed so much food and we have grown fat. You probably saw your wife, have seen your wife gained weight. Probably. 50 60 Probably you'll say, now it's safer for us to go out. Maybe Monday, Wednesday, Friday, let's go to UP and let's take a walk. Let's go exercise. And that will become more healthy. Isn't that more constructive rather than destructive? Remember, God used, uh, gave us the truth not for us to judge other people or uh, to put down other people, but to establish them. But there's a mistake about for those whose faith are strong. Because our faith is stronger. Probably because our uh, understanding of the truth is much deeper. Because you know you're right because you're in the truth. Because of that, we refuse to give way to other people. There's a Chinese saying, Become haughty or unreasonable if one's position has support. This reason is on my side. Why should I give way to you? It's not me who's wrong. But remember, today you refuse to give way. Tomorrow, if you're the one who's wrong, other people will not give way to you. You don't build each other up, you end up destroying each other.
course, in the truth, we need to stand firm in what is right and what is wrong. Right remains right, wrong remains wrong. But in the application, please remember, we use the truth to build people up, to establish people, not to destroy them or put them down. Facebook or Telegram or send a message. Maybe in Facebook and Twitter and other social media, we love to write messages. Have you ever thought of what you're writing? Is it uplifting other people or is it putting people down? And probably you would say that I'm doing this because I want to correct that person. I want to help that person. But have you ever looked at it from another perspective? If what you're saying is different from what other people are And a lot of those whose opinion differs from yours would probably not be in the same group that that you're in. Probably because they keep seeing all your posts and they don't agree with you, they'll probably unfriend you or unfollow you. And probably what's, who's left there is less than 10% of the original population. That's why your message would get liked because those who remain will have the same opinion as yours. So you know what those uh, people who oppose you would do? They would like to quarrel with you. They would like to debate with you. You don't establish them, they don't establish you. And you're looking to harm each other. So you probably ask yourself, So I'm not allowed to say anything? So if it's clearly wrong, am I just to remain silent? Then where is the, where is the, where, where is the righteousness? Look at Romans 14 verses 16 to 17. Do not allow what you consider good to be spoken as uh, spoken of as evil, but the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. It's not there's no righteousness. Righteousness remains in the kingdom of God. Because it's not in our hands. And it's, it, it is in God's hand. It's not that we should not speak of it. But we have to look at it as a matter of peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because our objective is to build somebody up, not to destroy that person. So Paul made this conclusion. If it is better not to eat meat or drink wine or to do anything else that will cause your brother to fall. So may the Lord help us. When, when, when it's a question of eating or drinking or any other things including all the things 
it's more and most important that we don't we don't become a stumbling block for our brothers. So, so dear church. Do not be a stumbling block, but be a stepping stone for others. Second opinion that I'd like to share with you. Conviction. Respect the convictions of others. Look at verses 22 to 23. The faith that you have keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for what he approves. But whoever has doubt is condemned if he eats, because the eating is not from faith, but for but for whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. And in here you can find two instances that the word faith appeared. But, but uh, for me, the word here faith should be uh, should be translated to the word conviction. Those whose faith are strong. Because they have this conviction. Because they believe that we can eat everything. For those whose faith are weaker, they also, they also have their own conviction. They have divided food into clean and unclean. Paul said, this is not a problem. Because this, uh, this is their relationship with God. They have different kinds of, of convictions before the Lord. It's enough that you keep your own conviction. No need for you to debate with other people. Because it's a matter, it's, this matter is between them and God, not between you and, and them. So if they, if they feel like if I eat this, I'll sin against God, then they dare not eat it. That's their problem. It's not your matter. It's, it shouldn't be your problem. You have to respect their conviction. You don't force something upon them that they don't believe in. What if they eat? And their conscience bothers them so much. And they have they feel that they have sinned. You have become a stumbling block for your brother. So dear church, each of us should believe and uh, should respect the convictions of others. And let me reiterate, this does not pertain to a matter of uh, truth or, or what is right and wrong. But it regards to the dif- differences in opinions and perspectives. I know there are Christians, they truly love the Lord. They dare not eat anything with blood. They believe that eating blood or partaking of blood is a sin. And they have biblical verses to back them up. Because it's recorded there in the Old Testament. You cannot eat blood. Because there's life in blood. As we give the life blood to God. That's the truth. They use the New Testament to explain this. 
Acts chapter 15. In Acts chapter 15. During the meeting of the Jerusalem Council, they made a decision. Those who are Gentiles, they don't need to observe the law. But they cannot eat blood. Look at the Old Testament and look at the New Testament. So they, they concluded that Christians shouldn't eat blood. And anytime you eat blood, you're sinning. I know. In the Philippines, there's this dish. It's called dinuguan. It's made out of blood. So there are Christians who dare not eat this. Because they feel like if they eat dinuguan, they're sinning. In China, in Hong Kong, there's another dish. This is from uh, made out of uh, pork's blood. And you put it in congees. And it's made out of blood. If you ask me, if you ask me to eat dinuguan, I probably will not eat. So please, please don't buy it to me because I will not eat it. I, I don't eat it because I don't like it. If I go to Hong Kong, but I like to eat congees uh, from, uh, from this blood of uh, pigs because I like it. I started eating it as a child. They probably say, Pastor, you're sinning. I'm not sinning. It's my... First, uh, my understanding of truth is different from yours. But isn't it that it's recorded in the Old Testament and in the New Testament that we shouldn't eat blood? And let me explain her. Let me explain. Yes, yes. yes, in the Old Testament, it was recorded there we should not eat blood. Because life is in blood, in the blood. That's why we offer this to God. But please take note. The old Testament form of sacrifices and offerings had already ended. Because the book of Hebrews said, the offering of self by Jesus Christ is the ultimate uh, offering and sacrifice. It stops there. There's no more offerings to be made. When, when you refuse to eat blood, it should not be a matter of your spirituality. You know what's the reason? It's, it's for your health. Because blood is not clean. It's okay if you don't like to eat blood. Let me show you a verse. In Galatians 3 verse 15, Brothers, let me take an example for all, uh, from everyday life. Just as no one can set aside or add to a human covenant that has been duly established, so it is in this in this case. The, the church in Galatia, the people there, the believers there were saved because of their faith. But they want to depend on their conduct, on their behavior to fulfill and complete salvation. That's why he bought, he, uh, Paul wrote this book of Galatians to teach the people there. What did Paul say? 
Once you have established this covenant, you don't add to it nor subtract to it. After you sign a covenant, you cannot change. It's like saying here, we cannot change the law. We have to observe the law. So we cannot eat blood anymore. But Paul was not finished. Look at verse 16. The promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. The scripture does not say, and to seeds, meaning many people, but and to your seed, meaning one person who is Christ. You take note of this verse. All the promises talks to Abraham and his seed. But it does not refer to all the seeds, just one seed. And who is the seed? Who is Christ Jesus Christ. What does this mean? All the Old Testament promises were fulfilled in the person of Jesus Christ. When Jesus came, all the different um, promises were, were fulfilled in Christ. So we are no longer under the law. We are living under grace. So we can eat everything, including blood. But if your conviction is not the same, I will not force you to eat blood. If you're very afraid, I will not eat blood in front of you. It's not because I admit it is wrong, but because I respect your conviction. I know that you will not eat, you don't like to eat it because you want to do it for the Lord. So, so dear church, what do you eat? What do you drink? What kind of fest festivals you want to observe? These are just examples. In our daily lives, we have our own differences in opinions. As long as it's not in opposition to the truth, let us learn the practice of no criticisms, no judgment, but acceptance. Because we eat for the Lord. And we abstain from eating for the Lord. One day when we are judged before the throne of the Lord, everything will be made clear. But now it's not a time of judgment. Now it's a time of acceptance and building up. So dear church, don't use uh, God's uh, truth and make it an absolute. May the Lord uh, help us. What is absolute and what is relative, we should not interchange. Don't interchange what is absolute to become relative and vice versa. May the Lord help us. Criticize less, judge less, accept more. Next week, we're going to model. 
Let's look at the example that Christ has left for us. How we can accept each other. May the Lord help us. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Through the book of Romans, Paul had reminded us inside a church there will be differences in the way we look at things and the way we uh, interpret things. As long as this is not in conflict with the truth, as long as this does not uh, pertain to the function of determining what is right and what is wrong, help us to learn to, to criticize less to judge less and to accept more. Because we know the truth is meant to establish people and not to harm people. Please help us as a church not to use the truth as a, as a weapon to persecute other people. That's why Paul had encouraged us and urged us to speak the truth in love. Preserve your church that despite our differences in opinion, we will learn to accept each other. That we will become a united church. That we will eat or abstain from eating for the Lord. May the Lord help us. Hear us in our prayer. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you. Next week, let's look at Romans chapter 15, verses 1 to 13. The model that Christ has left for us. Let's meet again next week. God bless.